few weeks, we're gonna be unpacking our vision. We've set aside our teaching time specifically to look at our vision of the church, to revisit it, to remind ourselves of it, to refresh it in our hearts and minds. You know, as our church, our calling is to lead people into a life-changing encounter with Jesus. That is the goal. That's why we exist. We exist to see people in, in every community encounter and enter into a relationship with God, find freedom from their past, discover their God-given purpose, and then live in that purpose to go and make a difference in the lives of others. And wherever you are on that journey, I want to encourage you that there is always more. Ephesians 3 says this, All glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. I love the way the message translation puts it. It says, God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us, his spirit deeply and gently within us. Wherever you are on your journey, whether you profess to be a Christian or not, there is always a next step. There is always more of God for you. And as a church, we believe that it's our role to help you take that next step so that you're living the full life Jesus came to give you. So over the next couple of weeks, we want to make sure that know that you understand the vision of this church, but also that you have a clear vision for your own life. The dictionary says that vision is the ability to see clearly. You know, in a world where there's so much uncertainty and so many things that are just not clear at the moment, one of the most important things God gives us is his vision for our lives. And knowing God's vision for our lives brings stability, it brings confidence, it brings clarity when everything around us feels like it's shifting. Proverbs 29 in the message version says this, that if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. The NIV puts it a slightly different way and says that they cast off restraint. And what it's saying here is if you don't have a clear vision and a clear purpose for your life, then you'll think that it doesn't matter how you live your life. But it does. And sometimes we need to keep reminding ourselves that God has a plan for our lives and that plan is the only thing that will bring us real fulfilment. That passage in Proverbs goes on to say, but when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. We are most blessed when we receive and we live in God's vision and God's plans and purposes for our lives. Another definition of vision, it is a picture of a preferred future. You know, we all have a preferred future. We all have dreams and aspirations, whatever age we are. But God has one for us too. And I believe the Bible from cover to cover, we will find God's preferred vision for our lives. And I believe that God always wanted four things for us, to be in relationship with him to to settle our issues of the past to find out what our life is all about and then to do something with our lives that makes an eternal difference here at revive church newbridge we've we've narrowed that down to three phrases that god wants us to revive hearts restore hope and rebuild lives 
See, we believe we were never intended to live our lives held back by a habit or an addiction. We were never meant to have a future or a, or a present that is defined by our past. God says in his word that he wants to free us from that. You were never meant to live your life restricted by past hurts or mistakes. But Jesus said he came to give us life and life to the full. God's vision for our lives was to live a full life, a fulfilled life, free from our past, free from any guilt or any shame or anything that might hold us back. And we, we, when we get to that place, that place of freedom, we discover who we are in Christ. And we go on a journey to discovering who it is he has called us to be. And we begin to rebuild our lives on that discovery. Psalm 85 says that God restored what was lost. You know, God said to the Israelites as they were just leaving Egypt, I will free you from your oppression and I will rescue you from your slavery. And what God is saying there is, I'm going to take you out of Egypt, but I'm also going to take Egypt out of you. I'm going to take your past away. I'm going to restore your hope. I'm going to restore what was lost and then God says I'll redeem you God says I will pay for you in order that you will be mine so that I can use you for my plans and my purposes you know there's no greater fulfillment in life than discovering why you are here and living that out we call it rebuilding our lives we call it rebuilding our lives on a foundation of who God has called us to be and then living those lives that make an eternal difference in the lives of others. Psalmist goes on to say in Psalm 85, but won't you revive us again so your people can rejoice in you? Show us your unfailing love, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. And for us, these three phrases, revive hearts, restore hope, rebuild lives, they actually all hinge on the first one. And it's actually the most important statement. It's the reason we are called Revive Church is because we want to see people have their hearts revived, have their hearts revived towards God, to know God, to encounter God, to know God in your heart and not just in your head. It means to know God in, in a real relationship and not a rules-based religion. That first step, having your heart revived it is all important because that real relationship with God empowers the other steps. So why revive hearts? Well the definition of revival is where something comes back to life and if your heart is not beating then physically you're dead and the Bible tells us we have a spiritual heart and if our spiritual heart is not beating then again we are spiritually dead. Ephesians 2 says this, that once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins, you used to live in sin. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. But God is so rich in mercy and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. 
the WBT translation is written in an older language, but it says this, And you hath he revived who were dead in sin. You were dead, but he brought you back to life. Paul says this again in Colossians 2. He says, you were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ for he forgave all our sins. 1 Kings 8 says, may he turn our hearts to him. And that's what having a revived heart is. It's turning our hearts towards God, allowing him to bring us back to life. And God wants to do that in your life, whether you've been a Christian for years or whether you've never accepted Jesus as your saviour. There's an opportunity for you to do that today, to take that first step on an incredible journey, to align your vision with the vision God has for your life, the most important vision for your life. 1 Timothy 6 in the, in the uh, Living Bible says that some of these people have missed the most important thing in life. They don't know God. You know, it's not only the first and most important vision for your life. It's actually the first and the most important vision for our church. As a church family, we do everything we can through our serving, through our praying, through our giving to help people encounter and enter into a relationship with God. We do everything we do to reach people who are far from God with this very important truth that Jesus paid for our sins all the things we've done wrong he paid for them so we wouldn't have to and we're compelled as a church to let the world know that Jesus is the only way to God Acts 4 says this that there is salvation in no one else God has given no other name under heaven by which we can be saved Jesus said himself no one can come to the Father except through me. Why only Jesus? Well Jesus was the only one who was able to take what we did wrong and nail it to the cross with himself so that we could go free. Jesus redeemed us. He paid our price so that we can live in freedom on earth but also that we can spend our eternity in heaven. 2 Corinthians 5 in the message translation says this, that it's no light thing to know that we'll all one day stand in that place of judgment. That's why we work urgently with everyone we meet to get them ready to face God. God alone knows how well we do this, but I hope you realise how much and deeply we care. Christ's love has moved me to such extremes his love has the first and last word in everything we do. Our firm decision is to work from this focused centre. One man died for everyone. That puts everyone in the same boat. He included everyone in his death so that everyone could also be included in his life. A resurrection life. A life far better than people ever lived on their own. We'd love to invite you to come along for the ride. If you want to grow in your faith, 
if you want to take those next steps you know any sports person knows that the the the, the most the most growing and the most development takes place on the pitch on the field in the action and if you want to grow in your faith then you need to get in the game make a commitment to take that next step on your journey if you've been a christian and you and you've been part of our church for a while but you've never committed to the vision of the church then we'd love to invite you into membership membership isn't a special club with with secret handshakes but it's a decision to partner with the vision of the church and if you're part of our church if you've been coming to our church for a while and you're thinking i want to get behind that i want to partner with that then we'd love to have a conversation with you about how we can invite you into membership into partnership with the vision of the church if you're a christian and you've never been baptized jesus said that's the next step to publicly profess your faith through water baptism and again we would love to talk you through that journey um, if that's where you are today but i do want to encourage you to continue your spiritual journey wherever you are on that journey to take that next step be a part of what god is doing in this community and in this church you know we believe we are called for such a time as this let's continue to serve let's continue to pray let's continue to give and especially in this season where where so many people are desperate let's give people something real you know one day we'll all meet jesus and, and I know that I want to stand in front of Jesus and I want to hear him say those words, well done, good and faithful servant. Can I invite you, if you're far from God or you don't know God and you want to have a real relationship with Jesus, we always want to give you that opportunity. And it starts with a prayer. It's a simple prayer, but it's also a costly one you know Jesus gave you his life and he wants the same commitment from you but you can do that right now with a simple prayer let's pray together father I thank you for sending your son Jesus to pay for my sins to bring me back to life I realize today that I need you forgive me for going my own way Forgive me of my sin. Today I change direction. Today I give my life to you. Today I invite you to be the Lord of my life. I believe you are the Son of God. Thank you for setting me free. In your name I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer we would love to hear from you just send us a message or an email we'd love to connect with you and to talk you through the next steps of your journey we would love to pray for you for those of you watching who might want to find out more about who we are as a church what we are as a church then again send us a message we would love to connect with you tell you more about our vision and how we outwork that practically um, please do come back next week for part two of this vision series where we will continue looking at these vision statements and what it means that we exist to revive hearts restore hope and rebuild lives